0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit Freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: We're gonna start out with this opinion piece from Bloomberg's Teresa Gillarducci headline Inflation stings most. If you earn less than three hundred thousand dollars, here's how to deal.
2: It's so much money too. It's like I mean, I feel like that's not that's way above the average person, right?
3: It's significantly yeah, above the average person's <laughs> right way pay.
1: Yeah, I think they generally consider seventy five thousand dollars a year. This may be an old number, but you know it, this is definitely prior to the insane levels of inflation in the last couple of years. But I think seventy five thousand used to be considered wealthy. I know that's the cutoff for the stimulus checks. Right. Like if you make more than $75,000 a year, you don't get the stim- the more recent stimulus checks.
3: Well, the median household income for 2020 was $67,000. And that's for a household. That's for the household. So, so you've you got two earners. probably close to like 33000 34000
1: Yeah. And then, of course, the median means that half of the people make more and half the people make less. Yep. Than that amount.
2: I remember thinking my friends' parents were really wealthy for like each making a hundred thousand dollars, like really wealthy. Like, yeah. well, they're going to be comfortable till they die. So th- three hundred thousand dollars is just so much money. It's
1: a lot of money for uh, for most people. But anyway, th- let's not focus on that. Uh, she's got some suggestions as to how to deal with inflation. Oh, and, these
3: are bound to be good.
1: Oh yeah. We're gonna start out with this opinion piece from Bloomberg's Teresa Gillarducci headline Inflation stings most. If you earn less than three hundred thousand dollars, here's how to deal.
2: It's so much money too. It's like I mean, I feel like that's not that's way above the average person, right?
3: It's
1: significantly yeah, above the average
3: person's <laughs> right. rate of pay.
1: Yeah, I think they generally consider seventy-five thousand dollars a year. This may be an old number, but you know this is definitely prior to the insane levels of inflation in the last couple of years. But I think seventy-five thousand used to be considered wealthy. I know that's the cutoff for the stimulus checks. Right? Like, if you make more than $75,000 a year, you don't get the stimu- the more recent stimulus checks.
3: Well, the median household income for 2020 was $67,000. And that's for a household. That's for the household. So, so you, you got two it's earners. probably close to like 33000 34000
1: Yeah. And then, of course, the median means that half of the people make more and half the people make less. than that amount
2: i remember thinking my friend's parents were really wealthy for like each making a hundred thousand dollars like really wealthy like well they're gonna be comfortable till they die so three hundred thousand dollars is just so much money it's a
1: lot of money for uh for most people but anyway let's not focus on that uh she's got some suggestions as to how to deal with inflation
3: oh these are bound to be good oh yeah so here she goes just buy a bunch of gold
2: well, I know some people that live in government housing, but if they work any more hours, then they'll lose they'll it. They'll cut them. So yeah. it's like disincentivizing them to make more oh, money.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's, again, almost 15% of their income gets spent on food, whereas higher earners' total food spending is just 4% of their income. Households with income- See, of-
3: I just don't think that's accurate. For these 0% of their income is getting spent on food because they're using you know food stamps and SNAP benefits and stuff like that to buy it.
1: I guess you'd have to find out what percentage of people that make that amount of money are actually on welfare. I don't that's know that's true. It's, I, I would not I jump know to the that conclusion in it's, it's
3: all of them. I mean, I would say that it's the vast majority of them. Uh, households
1: with income of about $50,000 spend 8.5% of it on food. The most recent barometer of consumer sentiment show the highest ever share of Americans expecting their finances to worsen in the coming year. About 54% of Americans believe their incomes will lag behind inflation in the year ahead, which is a pretty high percentage historically. And the other 60, uh, or sorry, the other uh, 46% are just not aware of what's going to happen to them. Those 54% are absolutely right. Their, their incomes are going to lag behind inflation because almost no job is going to give you monthly or quarterly pay raises to deal with the ever-increasing inflation out there.
3: Yeah, in- inflation increased by like 10%, just going off the government's numbers from last month to this month or something along no, those lines. No, uh,
1: that's 10%, I believe, from the a year prior. They may be giving out gas stipends now as the new stimulus checks. Uh, This is going to make the problem worse. Yes, it will. You're
2: just going to stop getting tax refunds. What's that? You're just going to stop getting tax income refunds. Is that what you call it?
3: I guess. Income
2: tax refunds. Is that what you call them? You know, Uh, the things people get in February every year?
3: Well, a lot of people call them refunds, but Mm. more often than not, it's just free money for the average person. I mean, Mm. because most people get back significantly more than they pay in. You're saying they're going to stop doing that?
2: Well... Because with the stimulus checks, all they do is you are they're just fronting you for a tax income, an income tax thing.
3: I think there was a mistake made somewhere. I, I okay. don't think that's going to be the case for so, the vast majority of people. You
1: brought, you've just brought up something, Bonnie, that um, you told me about earlier today, and I wanted to verify before we talked about it on the air. But since you brought it up, you should go ahead and tell the story. Well, Let's clarify this is this is basically rumor unverified i wouldn't call it a rumor you know the person who's hmm. making the claim so it's not hearsay she's not telling you about someone else's experience she's hmm. telling you about your experience but
2: her experience
1: yeah uh well, yeah her experience
2: so this has been the rumor since stimulus checks came out was people would say oh they're just going to make you pay it back during tax season it's not actually free money everybody thought it was free money but no it's not going to be free money
1: if they told her that she was going to get a refund... And this is and not then, a lady
2: that makes a whole bunch of money and should owe, at, uh, by like, by any means.
1: And then the IRS sends her a letter later on saying, No, you don't get the refund you were expecting. Have a nice day. Uh, then that suggests that if she was using one of these programs that maybe they didn't know, right? Like maybe the TurboTax people didn't realize that the government was going to screw people, you know, like this. And could it, it could be a surprise. Now, the, another ha- question is, when did she file? Do you have any idea? No. Okay.
2: And another person I know, I, he didn't say, I use TurboTax, but it sounded like it because mm-hmm. I used to use TurboTax and this is what it sounded like it used to do. Um, He said as he was putting it in, they asked him the question, did you receive these stimulus checks? And when he put yes, it just dropped the amount he was getting down by, like, hundreds of dollars. But
1: you're saying that didn't happen to you? No.
2: Hmm.
3: I don't know. And, you know, I work with a lot of people who, you know, they just get a W-2, they file their taxes, they, mm-hmm. they quote, get back some money each year, and right. I haven't heard anything from anyone outside of libertarian circles about not receiving their refund because of stimulus. And yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't find I anything I was one wrong. of the last ones to file my taxes in the circle of non-libertarians. I looked online when Bonnie
1: told me about this because I thought, well, if somebody, if she's received this letter, then presumably someone else has received yeah. the same letter, so there must be an article or Maybe some they're sort doing of it to people
2: they think won't fight back. Like- well, there's
1: no way you can fight it.
4: Yeah, the actual uh, inflation rates probably closer to 16% than what they're saying. Sounds believable. Um, yeah, that that's at least what my, my tax guy said.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Interesting.
4: He said they, uh, I guess they changed how they calculate it. You know, I don't know, a few years ago, how they calculate inflation.
1: Yeah, rate. they're always manipulating it, like excluding certain categories. Like, uh, oh, we instance. don't need
2: to calculate the amount of... Um, inflation for food products.
1: I think food's in there, but real estate, I think, is not. Isn't, uh, like,
2: certain type of food not in there?
1: I always forget all the details. It's like though. milk well, isn't in
2: there.
3: I think energy they had, is not uh, included.
4: Yeah, I saw a... I can't remember the channel on YouTube, uh, a uh, documentary channel. He was... <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I watched it. He was out in San Francisco or someplace, and there were cars parked up, it was lined up, and the guy asked, "Well, what's this? You know, what's what's going on here? These are the working homeless. These are people who they got full-time jobs, but they can't afford rent, so oh, they're living God. out of their car. And uh, I think we're heading to a depression. And uh, I don't believe anything these politicians say about anything. I think we're going to see more and more people. You're going to have to be doubling up, moving back with your mom and dad. Oh yeah,
1: and,
4: you know all this stuff because, I mean, look at." Any city, man. It's not just the big cities anymore. Any, even in the Midwest or Rust Belt or any place, man, you look at just apartments and stuff and housing and everything, not, you know.
0: Like what Mario was saying uh, about the food stamps, that if people get food stamps, then they're automatically gonna have enough money to get food for the month. That's not really the case. Especially if you don't have kids like me. And I've been lucky at times to get food stamps but I've only got like 100 to $200. And, and pack at the reason stop at a grocery store, just getting a few things that was like $150, and that barely got us through one week.
3: Mm. Yeah, I, I do so, I do feel you on that one. I don't go grocery shopping often, but when I do, it's usually like 150 to $200 worth of food, and it's just not a whole lot. It's not
1: what it used to be.
0: I don't know what no, it, it, used nice, it used to be. You used to be able
3: to fill up a whole
1: grocery cart for $200. Yeah, you're oh, not yeah. doing that now. No.
0: Definitely. Like... I really think that the only couple things that could have really fixed this is, one, having foresight, that 2020, you know, as always, like, in your past vision, if we could pop in the time machine and all get on Bitcoin when it was, like, pennies on the dollar. <laughs> like, well, yeah. We're
3: telling people back then to now. get into Bitcoin. do we
1: all wish uh, that we did that? And I think
0: Bitcoin could still fix or, this. I'm sorry?
2: I think Bitcoin could still fix this, because you can still buy crypto for, you can still buy it for way cheaper than each Bitcoin is worth. You can buy pieces of a Bitcoin, and I still think Bitcoin can uh, fix this.
1: I don't think it's going to fix anything, but you brought up this concept that I wanted to make sure you had a chance to explain. All you had a chance to say before we went to the break there was an economic freeze. What is that? Tell us more.
0: Basically, from my understanding... I can't remember who coined that term. It's probably been a good 10 years ago or so, back when, like, Obama was in office, and a lot of the inflation was, you know, getting real bad under him. That basically, you know, the Fed can you know, fluctuate any time they want to on the value of stuff like like way that's going on now again with, with the gas prices and the food prices and everything else. However, they can also, if they wanted to, that we as well coming out of a pandemic and everything else that's going on, you know, they can be like, so for the next six months, year or two, or whatever they decide, that we're not going to add on any more inflation, to where the market and everything else can balance back out, to be able to actually help people get on their feet and everything.
1: Oh well, they'll never. I've never go seen out
2: them that. do that. Her wants to, they don't even talk about wanting to do that because they think that adding more money into the well, they don't think this. I I don't think, but. They, they claim that adding more money is helping the economy. So Well, it encourages
3: in- spending. That's the whole core of Keynesian economics, right? Modern monetary theory is that you don't want people to hoard money. You don't want them to have savings. You want them to go out there and spend it. And that puts money Stimulus. into the economy.
1: So as long as you don't mutilate the bill like make it completely like if you stamp it enough and there's enough ink on it you can't tell if it's a one or a ten or a five or something that would be on fire at that point that's definitely a crime Uh, (laughs) so that is i don't know what they call that crime but it's it's like a felony to destroy a a federal reserve what's
2: worse burning a flag or burning a hundred dollar bill
1: well, what's the Burning worse? a flag
3: is legal. Oh, it's legal?
1: It should be legal. It may not be legal in all jurisdictions though. Okay. Depending on I'm I pretty tra-
3: sure it's legal in New Hampshire. It mm-hmm.
1: likely is. They may try to get you with some sort of a public burning violation, not that you've burned the flag per mm-hmm. se, but that you've burned a thing in a public place without a permit
3: or a fire permit or, or whatever. So Man, it's
2: kinda of lame to burn it in your backyard in your fire pit with a burn permit though. It's,
3: <laughs> it's never lame to burn a fire to burn a flag i mean
1: <laughs> ever <laughs> so uh so anyway my point being that it's my understanding from the research that has been done by the folks over at where's George is, as long as you don't cover up the serial number and or mutilate the bill to the point of non-recognition it is
3: completely legal to to stamp a bill hmm. the that message. makes sense yeah. because i mean there's co- countless people who are you know drawing on them and stuff like that and yeah just verifying that a $20 bill isn't fake requires you to deface the currency with one of those little those pens. special. That, but they yeah. leave a permanent mark. They do.
2: I was literally shocked a few weeks ago when we talked to somebody who was saying that he donates money to a conservative college. I was like, that exists? I really... That was Hillsdale. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that something like that existed. I, I assumed they were all, first of all, public. And, yeah. Or at least Hills, partially Hillsdale public. Hillsdale
3: doesn't take government money.
2: Yeah, this one doesn't take government money. And it sounds really cool, but
3: the only education thing that's actually like stunned me lately was seeing the the raffle of the school here in New Hampshire that is giving away a rifle and I think a pistol as part of a raffle to raise money. This must be a private school for. I, I feel fairly confident. It's a about Catholic it. school. I think. Oh, okay, cool. I think it's the Nightcat Reps who the his kid's school.
2: Yeah, they seem right pretty on. super cool. They like independence and all that.
3: Yeah, I know what you're
1: talking about. The Catholic Church mm-hmm. uh, or the former church, I guess they got defrocked or something like that. I think he was telling us about that the other day. The You're talking about Matt Santanastasso, yeah. the the state rep who was one of the co-sponsors of the independence uh, legislation here. He went to this. He doesn't even go to church. He's an atheist, apparently. But he caught wind that these guys were you know pretty freedom friendly. He sent his daughter there to go to their school and and then they did a, a the brother cuz he says they can't have priests cuz the catholic church has like whatever they call it they've re, i don't know what they the can word be part is of the DC. they've kicked him out basically the catholic church kicked these people well, that's out well was fine the catholic church is full of crap anyway yeah. yeah if there's a restriction of supply of new cars that could result in someone who would otherwise be interested in buying a new car settling to buy a used car and that could increase the demand in the used car market. I'm speculating. I don't know sure. if that's if that's the actual reason because generally you've got two different types of people, right? Like there's the kind of person who's willing to buy a new car. And then there's the kind of person like me, like I'm See, never gonna You buy
3: said a car. settle for buying a used car and I'm like no I'm it's not being stupid is not settling. I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna pay thirty grand for a brand new car that immediately loses, you know, fifteen percent of its value. Yeah, That's, what's
2: right. that word? It's not deflationary like I said. What, what's the word? As soon as you get a car off the lot, it does what?
3: Loses value.
2: Yeah, but there's a word. I just value? Yeah, yeah. There's a different what, word. Anyways. I
1: don't know what that is. But um the the point that i was making it from the perspective of the person who would buy a new car right because right? that's the kind of person who will not buy a used car if they like they love buying new cars i don't know who these people are but they must <laughs> exist either. right like those people Mark. must yeah, that's probably one of them um uh, those they must exist because obviously someone has to buy a new car in order for there to be used cars so thank you to everybody that buys new cars like if it weren't for you we wouldn't be able to buy used cars
3: you
0: guys were talking about um, colleges and their
3: political affiliations earlier, so I figured I'd
0: uh, provide some information about some libertarian schools.
1: Are there such things?
0: Yeah, I know uh, two or three. So, you know, one of
3: them is like you mentioned—it's uh, Hillsdale College. I've heard Hillsdale's
1: more about. conservative.
2: I've heard of Praxis. Is isn't that online?
3: Um, I don't know about practice that sounds kind of familiar but um hillsdale is definitely conservative leaning i don't know if i would say they're exactly liber- libertarian but yeah i did see some uh some principled austrian economics stuff coming
1: yeah i that. think you're likely to get better economics classes at a college like hillsdale but i've always everything i've ever heard about hillsdale it's a conservative leaning college that is more friendly i think to a libertarian viewpoint you probably won't feel as uh put out in a in a place like that, but I I don't know if it's as bad as like a religious school as far as conservatism though. So it's probably not like you know uh, the Jerry Falwell school. It's probably not that bad, but that's just me speculating based on some of the people I've met who had some experience with Hillsdale. We I think Bonnie, you mentioned this on the air. We had a a gentleman we met at one of the parties uh, before Liberty Forum who is uh was a teacher i guess there or might still be a a teacher there and he seemed pretty libertarian
2: oh robert murphy went to hillsdale that's where i've heard it Uh, and he's a austrian he's pretty freedom
1: loving yeah for sure
0: the way to beat inflation is super simple Hmm. one stop holding money right if you get paid in u.s dollars immediately get rid of it Mm -hmm. right the very moment that it comes in uh Pay hey, bills is real practical. Mm-hmm. Get gold is real practical. Um, but get re- turn it into something that, one, you need, and two, is barterable or retransferable into U.S. currency.
2: Like guns um, and weed.
0: Guns, um, but more so right now, ammo. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's so not a I'm bad doing-
1: uh, suggestion at all. Other things that can last a long time would include alcohol uh you know something you can just store in a dry dark place and then yep. you could use someday for trading for for things cigarettes to a lesser extent cuz that can obviously yep. go bad i think over you know the, like the tobacco can get stale right like <laughs>
3: yeah you know, but dude yep. if someone ha- hasn't had a cigarette for a while oh, and they'll pay big you time. have the cigarettes yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're yep. not gonna oh man you You've got Marlboros, but they're they're two years Too old, old. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll, they'll
3: be that's a good point. They'll be chain-smoking those things.
1: Toilet paper—that's another one that you know everybody thought was really important two years ago, and they're they're going to think that's important again for sure.
0: There was a like about forty ah. off the road vehicle was found, and only like nine tickets were issued. And uh, they, what they do is they run around in bunches. There's about, like, 10 off-the-road vehicles that drive together, and when they try to catch them, they all run off. So they're trying to little play little tricks with the police. And uh, do you, I'm thinking, do you think by getting these off-the-road vehicles off the street is really going to help with traffic fatalities? You know, they act like they're really going to do something. Are we doing Are this off-road
3: vehicle thing again, Sarah? You don't even know what type of vehicle you're talking about. Remember, we we went over this a few months ago.
0: No, I know what kind of vehicle. I see them people driving around on the street. Uh, it's got no doors. It's mm-hmm. got metal frames, well, like a Polaris. E- has no doors, yeah, yeah. right? She's
1: talking about like an ATV, all-terrain vehicle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, off-road the vehicle. But well, wait, what? Get you them- think they're going to ban these things? No,
0: that people drive it on the regular street, and that's illegal.
2: So, not always. Like, somebody... There's a polar there's a type depends. of Polaris that are not illegal to drive on the streets, and they look so weird. They don't even look like cars. They're, they look like rectangles.
1: So she's talking about, again, uh, food prices are up. She makes suggestions as to using alternatives, suggesting people could use lentils or beans instead of eating uh, meat. Or vegetables, which she says vegetable prices are up a little over four percent, lentils and beans, those prices are up nine percent, and she compares that to meat prices which have increased about fourteen percent from
3: February of last year.
2: Having well, a bunch of dry beans is a good idea.
3: And we already knew that Americans eat too much meat. Or they eat a lot more meat than anyone else does. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not surprising that one of the first things that, you know, people suggest is well eat less meat, it's more expensive than everything else you're mm-hmm. eating. But Americans are never gonna go for it.
2: And beans are so good for you. And if you eat them like five times a day, I mean, I think it's three times a day. You have to get three servings of beans God. a day anyway. I mean, it's hard. When I had this, that's app, a lot
3: of beans, man.
2: I had this app called the Daily Dozen, which is like the dozen different things you can eat every day to get all the nutrients you need in in the whole day. And it's impossible for me to eat that much food. It's yeah. just so much.
3: I don't eat three times a day, much less three orders of beans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a side of beans, y- but yeah.
3: <laughs> you had mentioned, Aria, that you had tried the
1: Vegetable Impossible Burger yeah. at some point, and you weren't impressed.
3: Mm-hmm. I was not impressed, no. I mean, it may have been that that one was old, but it, mm. it did not have the texture or the, the substance
1: to it. She says, stay away from buying in bulk. And she goes on to say, you usually don't save any money by buying more. Well, that's obviously not true.
2: Yeah, that's just not true. Like, there's the soap I buy for the shower, and I use it so much, like, I'm always going through it. So mm-hmm. instead of buying one for $6 at CVS at a time, I buy a three-pack on Amazon for, like, $18. Right.
1: Right. No.
2: Wait, no, That's it's less than saving. that. No. <laughs> it, it's less than that. I um, can't remember off the top of my head.
3: Unless the argument is that, you know, having an excess of these things causes a person to use more of it. Like, having an entire room full of toilet paper causes a person to use up an extra roll each week because they're just more frivolously using it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see what the argument here... Oh, or... It's buying dumb things in bulk. Like, I'm reminded of the episode Mm -hmm. of Futurama where Zoidberg finally became a, quote, crafty consumer. So he went out and he bought, like, 14 copies of a CD saying, I'm buying in bulk. (laughs) I'm so smart now. But it's like, dude, you bought 14. And that's the joke, right? He bought 14 copies of a CD. It's not going to do him any good. It's not like buying 14 rolls of toilet paper or 14 packs of toilet paper or 14 cases of bottled water or anything like that.
1: I think yours are like seven or eight bucks at the at the local store. They're and really
2: you, expensive at CVS. Yeah, at least. I and mean, then I you go get go them Walmart. for like
1: fifteen or or something if you get the three pack or whatever. We, for instance, bought some meat, uh, some lunch meat, the other day at the grocery store, and I just kind of forgot about we it. We didn't get through it in time. We didn't forget about it. Just I didn't want to eat lunch meat it. every single day <laughs> or whatever. I wanted something else, and so we didn't finish it all. We had to we had to throw it away. Um, and that's obviously going to be even that's bad enough on a small purchase it hurts when that happens but if you bought a you know 10 times the amount or two two times the amount what you would normally buy and then more than half of it goes bad well you've really thrown away quite a bit of money in that particular
3: case and i don't want to state the obvious here but as far as saving money on groceries and stuff like that coupons cannot be beat and you can find just go online and search for coupons and you can find them and they will save you lots of money if you want mm. to go through the trouble of if
1: you spend the time on it yeah
3: yeah if you want to spend the time on it you could save massive amounts of money using coupons
2: i looked into like just doing couponing and doing the thing where you save like lots and lots of money each time and you have to spend money to get or to get into that so you have mm-hmm. to like buy pe- like you can't just Get all of the coupons in a, in a free magazine or something like all the manufacturers' coupons. So some people sell packs where they've done all the work and put them all hmm. together. And yeah, you have to spend money to make money, but it seems to be a real, actually good thing. It, it seems like it works. But that was way before COVID nineteen, so I don't know if it's harder. If that's still available. Now.
1: Aside from being more thoughtful about purchases, it's also prudent to think about unnecessary charges. So review your credit card to make sure there aren't any unwanted recurring ones. This is a good suggestion and one that people should do on a regular basis at least once a year. There's an app that will do this
3: for you, in fact. I was going to look into it. I can't remember what it's called. I don't remember what it's called, but I, I need to look back into it because I remembered the other day that... I've been subscribed to Netflix for like the last six months. But you haven't used it? And I haven't opened Netflix. for The last mm-hmm. thing I watched on Netflix was the second season of Tiger King. And I watched like the first 10 minutes of that. And that mm-hmm. was back in October of last year, maybe? Wasn't good? No, it didn't hold my interest. Mm-hmm.
2: There's three here that I see. Hiatus, Truebill, and Harvest. These are the companies
3: apps. that will help you... Figure
1: out what's on your bill. What is what makes them useful? Is it that they can identify the obscure things by their
3: phone number or something like that? I don't know. Never having used one of these, but in theory, you, you would give them access to your account. Uh huh. Like, to, you would give them your Netflix login credentials, and they would just, you know, keep an eye on your history. And if you're not using your Netflix or your Spotify or whatever, they'd send you a notification: Hey, you haven't used Netflix in, you know, three weeks, Hold but on, you're going to so- be charged for it.
1: Wait, 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 you give them access to Netflix? This doesn't this analyze your, your credit card It might bill?
2: be their email because I used to have this thing called Paribus that would watch your emails and then if anything you ordered online didn't arrive in time, mm-hmm. they would contact them themselves on your behalf and then get them to give you either a refund or money and it worked for me. It's just that now I realize, oh, that's a huge privacy issue and I wouldn't want to do that anymore. Were they, they have getting
1: like, paid by getting a cut of the yeah, refund?
2: Yeah, you don't pay them
1: they're not explaining this term permacrisis in a way that is being critical of that right like they're they're embracing this term
3: yeah where's it coming from it is coming from the Guardian okay of, of course hard left um yeah when John Adams and his two daughters settled down to watch a family film, he wasn't expecting questions about bombing raids. What the hell family film were they watching, first maybe of like all?
2: Maybe like 2012. I don't know. I, I always thought that that movie was way too scary.
3: Sound of Music? That, I don't, maybe they could, it could be that
1: one. Yeah.
2: Bombing raids are in the Sound of Music?
1: Uh, it's, I don't know if a bombing raid per se, but it does take place in like Nazi times.
3: But as they discussed what to watch, he spotted 12-year-old Helen scrolling through YouTube looking for clips of air raid sirens. She wanted to know what it would sound like if worse came to worst. (laughs) The question this morning at breakfast was, what are we meant to do if there's a nuclear attack, says Adam, a stay-at-home dad from Caterham in Surrey. That one just took me right back to my childhood when these were real practical questions. That it was never a practical question and there was never a practical answer. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: the answers weren't practical at all. I mean, the question isn't <laughs> like, unbelievable,
3: but it's, you die. That's what you do.
2: That's like Chris Wade. He just bought a nuclear radiation detector and he was saying oh, you don't really have to worry about it unless it goes over 52. And I was like, then then you won't have to worry about it either. You'll just say 52, (laughs) and there will be a white flash, and it will be over.
0: (laughs) You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.